Welcome back, everyone. Uh, my name is Bart. My name is Mo. And this is the Ramp podcast from CSD. Yes, maybe uh, Bart is a new name for uh, for the loyal listeners of the past two podcasts. Must be many people. <laughs> huh? uh, Bart is uh, new to the podcast team. He's going to help out with hosting and facilitating um, uh, our speakers. And today we have Thomas Rijnbeek. Hi. Hi, Thomas. Can you introduce yourself? Yes, I am a user experience designer in customer strategy and applied design. And I'm happy to be here today. Thank you, Thomas. Tell us, what are you going to talk about today? Today, I'm going to talk about dark patterns, which is digital manipulation through design. So dark patterns are design elements that are made to trick, deceive or mislead people online. And it could be the form of a button or a menu item. It's all about things that you find in a digital product, like an app or a website. So it's individual design elements that trick you. Um, to, to understand dark patterns, we first have to talk about the language of design. Because the way you interact with a favorite app or website is made possible by the language of design. And many design elements of a digital product, like a button or a menu item, you instinctively know how to use. Um, and that is because the way the digital elements are designed uh, and therefore used have become conventions. And what do I mean when I say conventions? It's a design pattern. And a design pattern is a repeated element that is very similar in the way that it looks, the way that it behaves, and is placed in its context. For example, a button is often find, uh, found at the bottom of a page. It's always a little rectangle and you can press it. And when you press it, it kind of goes down. And when you release it, it takes you somewhere else. That's a design pattern. And um, you clearly know what to expect from a design pattern, from a button. And a dark pattern is um, something that deceives, tricks, or misleads you to do something that you didn't intend on doing. So instead of going next, for example, all of a sudden a payment is triggered. And it can just be a simple button. It can also be an entire flow in an app or a website that is just made to be unconventional. Like canceling a subscription is made very hard because so many elements look very unconventional. Instead of navigating with buttons, you navigate through a drop-down, for example. So there's many ways that you can be misled online in order to uh, pay something that you didn't want to pay or share data you didn't want to share. There's many different ways and forms that you're being misled online and you might not even know it. Please. So for example, canceling your subscription in Amazon Prime, you would might want to do that on your phone um, because that's maybe where you use the product the most when ordering products. Um, but you can't do it on your phone. It's placed, first of all, on your web, uh, on your desktop where you can find it under contact and support um, and under content and su support there is a different section that's called help and under help you'll find canceling your subscription while the most conventional place to do it is under account and managing your account because that's everything that relates to you and the services that you take from, from that company but then canceling your subscription is not to be found there it's under contact and support but you don't need to necessarily contact and support. You need to cancel your subscription. So it's not the first place you'll be looking for, and therefore it's unconventional. Can you, before we dive into the the, the topic of dark patterns, uh, tell us how you how your love for dark patterns um, came about? Um, I was on a project where uh, we were building a product, 
And at the end of it, we had a check with legal. And legal said, like, no, we can't do this. We are all familiar with this, right? As designers, I think for us, it's a familiar process that we get into more the legal aspects of the things that we're designing. And actually, there's a bunch of laws and regulations that go into designing a product. Uh, for example, the GDPR, the privacy laws, that say whether you can or cannot share certain information. And when people... Um, sometimes do share their information without them intending to, that's a dark pattern, right? That's something that we call privacy sugaring, um, named after Mark Zuckerberg, uh, because Facebook is, of course, notorious for doing such things. Um, and I thought, at the end of the process, um, why did I not know this? As a designer, it seems a very vital part of my work, um, and yet it's something we bump in so often, um, and it's also something that happens so often online, um, maybe you have tried to um, cancel a subscription before, but you couldn't figure out how. Or you're playing a game on your phone, and all of a sudden you made a payment for a move you didn't want. Um, and I kind of noticed, this seems to happen a lot to me. So that's kind of where I started with the topic and kind of had an interest for it, a more professional interest. But I also saw it really affected my daily life, my day-to-day. Um, and that's how I kind of came to love it. Could you, could you use it for a better user experience? Are there positive sides to dark patterns? Um, I would say for a business, there is a lot of positive sides about dark patterns because it helps you achieve your business goal, right? There's a clear um, reason to do it. For example, Amazon makes it very hard to cancel your subscription and it clearly serves them um, because not a lot of people are canceling their Prime subscription um, because they also cannot find it and it's only like four euros a month. So people tend to give up. So yeah, if you are talking about creating more revenue... I would say there's definitely, that's a a business benefit. But I think we're seeing more of a shift where the interests of the people that are using a product are more protected. We're seeing that in the GDPR, but there's a lot of actually law and regulations that are being created to protect more the interest of the people. Um, There's a new European Service Act um, that also um, kind of tackles these kind of design-driven manipulations. Um, and this whole initiative about dark patterns, I should mention, uh, is also in collaboration with our uh, regulatory risk team, um, who are very in-depth experts on law and regulations around um, consumer protection, uh, especially in financial services as well, um, which is our projects I often work on myself. Um, I would like to tap a little bit more into the example of the project you were on, where you were basically asking for data or client user data, where... Mm-hmm. Um, the idea was like we need all the data to offer the user a better experience or so we can help the user be more personalized, etc. But in fact, if if you don't use all the data that you ask from the user, then you're basically also privacy zuckering because you're asking for data that you're not really going to use. So and and as a designer, I can I can imagine since I'm a designer as well, I can imagine like okay, we're asking this just to deliver the user the best experience. But from the legal perspective, they're like, no, if you're not using the data, you can't be uh, you can't be asking it. Yeah. So I think there's also distinguishment distinguishment to be made in terms of um, asking all the data and you're not being allowed to, versus also doing it without them noticing. So if just it says in a very tiny text at the bottom of the page, by continuing, you consent to share all your data, that is a privacy zuckering. But if you're asking all the data and you're being very explicit about it, then, um, of course, and you get that consent, that's good. 
Um, but still you have indeed to use the data. So there's kind of two levels about being sneaky about it and being open about it. And then also being allowed to or not being allowed to yeah. share that, that kind of information. And the intent, of course. And the you, intent, yeah. yeah. Are you using it for a better user experience or are you using it to sell or make more money? Yeah, to get more data, to get more money. Yeah. Interesting. So um, I just, since we also dived a little bit more into like, okay, what are dark patterns and, and they come in different shapes and forms and actually there are just design patterns that are intentionally uh, trying to kind of like mislead the user. Can we also say that dark patterns also exist outside of the digital world or is it? Um, I would say so. So, um, so there are examples where dark patterns come more in a physical form. For example, uh, getting a bank card, um, that's very easy. You can order it online and receive it at home, but canceling it is a way more rigid process where you have to really prove it to you. You have to physically go to the bank in order to cancel it. So the process is just way more uh, illogically designed and requires way more labor from a user in order to cancel it. So you see where processes are designed to be more inconvenient to benefit the business, but not the user. Yeah, so actually what you're saying, like dark patterns, they exist outside also, uh, outside of the digital world uh, uh, as well. Yeah, I would say they're definitely way more present in the digital space because um, those are patterns like in the form of the design that we use so much more frequent um, that it's also easier in that space to exist. Yeah, with all these growing amounts of, of rules and regulations, Eventually, every company will just walk around it, right? We will find uh, new solutions that are still tricking people, but still comply to the rules. Um, yeah, I think there's always ways that you can, like I said, as long as there's bad people, there's going to be manipulative design. Um, and I don't know how it will develop it yet because we're not there yet. But I'm sure that, uh, with, for example, VR and AR, there's going to be some very interesting visual play maybe in ways that we get deceived or get tricked to an ad, right? Um, I can imagine maybe in the metaverse or whatever to stay kind of in that Facebook kind of environment. Um, you could be walking towards a person uh, in the meta environment that turns out to be an ad. Um, because the convention would be that's another person, but it's not. It's an ad that will talk about maybe a new mixer for your kitchen or whatever. Um, so you can kind of see how even in new environments, you might think like, ah, oh, there's no button for me to click or there is no menu to be mistaken by or there's not a sneak in a basket. But before you know it, you're having a conversation with a machine that is talking about a new mixer and how much her grandma loves it, you know? And that's also kind of how you're in these new digital spaces. You can get tricked. So to answer your questions, uh, in the future, there will be new ways. Um, but hopefully it will also get a bit better. You, you just named uh, a project where you, where you actually uh, became aware of dark patterns. Yeah. And, uh, well, we had talked briefly about privacy suckering. Obviously, there are a lot of other uh, dark patterns. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, can you tell me a little bit more about the learnings or the key takeaways from the project that you've been working on where uh, dark patterns were, uh, well, we're a w uh, part of it. I think where businesses are really keen on getting those goals through manipulative design, I think it's important to highlight the negative effects, but also the benefits of using good design. I think it's up to us to set a new standard, a more ethical standard, more compliant standard in terms of design. And it's important to always highlight that. So my key takeaway for my clients would be um, to highlight the negative consequences um, of using dark patterns 
it can severely, for example, hurt consumer trust. Um, because if people are being manipulated and they find out that is, of course, very bad for your brand and people are going to complain about that. Or, for example, Amazon might deal with very high cost in uh, service people to pick up the help desk phone, for example, because people can't find the functionality they're looking for. So the cost you're getting from being manipulative also might come out at the other end in a different form, right? Um, and also just not being compliant by sharing data, it can actually mean that you could get fined. There are parties, for example, in a financial service industry, such as the AFM, that are regulators and will look at your product and will fine you accordingly, um, which is also, you know, those prices are, those fines are hefty. Um, so we're really trying to be explicit about um, using dark patterns has negative consequences, but there's also a positive flip side. Because if you're using better, if you're informing people proper, uh, properly, it means that your reputation could go up. Um, you have maybe save um, some time on product development because you don't need to change it later on. And you build a lot of consumer trust. Like if you're very transparent about what you use your data for and why, um, it's a nice little area where you can um, be better, right? If you are, if you have safe processes anyway as a bank, if you handle data correctly anyway, why not show it? Why be sneaky about it? Because it's such an opportunity to be, um, to be kind to your users and show some empathy in a very formal and rigid, maybe process normally, right? Um, yeah, don't don't make it like a, a weird topic. Be friendly about it. I would say. Hey, uh, I wanted to round off with uh, asking you. What is the current status of, of, of uh, the work that you've been doing on uh, dark patterns? And uh, what can you tell the audience? Uh, what message can you give them? Um, what we're doing right now is we're creating a bit of a design manifest where we really show like what laws and regulations are there and how can you design to be more compliant or set a next standard in ethical design. Um, and we're also finding ways for a risk and design to collaborate together. So if you are creating a product together, how does it actually look? Um, do you also have maybe some ethical guidelines instead of just design guidelines? So there's ways that we find to collaborate. Um, and we are also carrying out this problem of dark patterns and the impact on business, but also the flip side of the positive impact of our next standard in design. We're carrying it out um, to our clients and impress as well. We've been on a great television show called America by Design, which is broadcasted uh, by CBS. It's on American National Television, um, where I've also talked about uh, the problems of dark patterns. So if you're interested in that, um, you can watch it online by By Design TV, I think it's called. Um, and you can see also the examples instead of hearing from it, which I guess will also make it a bit more tangible. Thank you. We'll put that uh, link to, uh, to the show in the notes. Absolutely. I think we've covered a lot of it. If you're interested, reach out to me, Thomas Reinbeek. Yes, thank you, Thomas, for introducing yourself again. This was Thomas Reinbeek. Uh, my name is Mo. My name is Bart. And you have been listening to the podcast The Ramp. <laughs> <laughs>